podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. Bibles with you this morning. We're going to have a look at Matthew chapter 11, verse 25 through 30. Um, we've made it, by the way. Um, this is the final, the final Sunday in January. Next week will be the 2nd of February. That means January will be a thing of the past. We've managed to make all 75 days, which is impressive. We're all aware, aren't we, that it is the longest month in the year, without doubt. I mean, they, it's only it's 30, 30 days of September, 31. It's got 31 days, yeah? 31 days. Feels like it's at least three months long. And I don't know what it is about January. It just is. Um, but I've seen that the, uh, the snowdrops are out. The daffodils are topping. And incredibly, yesterday, I actually received a daffodil. Somebody's have already started to flower. And uh, Steph, bless her, bought me a daffodil. She knows they're my favorite plant, my favorite flower. And I was a little bit overwhelmed by it, actually. And I saw it again this morning. I was like, spring is coming, which is very exciting. Um, We've been exploring, though, if you'll cast your minds back over the last few Sundays, um, about our posture before God. Um, And what I mean by that is how we are with him, our relationship with him, how we interact with him, the way that we are. You know, um, you think of a, um, let's go to a teenager because they're the the best example for when it comes to posture. Um, Do do something. It shall reverted straight back then. See the shape? Oh, oh. You know, and sometimes when we're interacting or, or the Lord is telling us to do something, we can be, oh, again. And our posture doesn't seem right. And when we think about our spiritual walk with the Lord, our, um, our posture matters so much because it's how invested we are in what the Lord is doing in our lives, how invested we are in our relationship with him and we've looked over the past few weeks we started with what's new um, and then we looked that um, our life and doing as the Lord's called us to do that sometimes um, that it may hurt a little um, and then we saw last week because we were open and honest and that's always a very good place to be um, is that we all have baggage but God can use all of it to make something quite special to make something beautiful and to finish off this series, um, although I didn't intend on doing a series in January, it just sort of happened. Um, the Lord's had better ideas and plans than I did. Um, but uh, to finish off the series and firmly place us into the, the year ahead, um, Matthew 11:25 and ver- uh, through uh, Matthew 11 verse 25 through 30. Um, just really sets us up. It's titled in the NIV, which is a, a lovely title for it, um, Rest for the Weary. Uh, anybody in that bracket? 
Uh, But listen to this. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and have revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Verse 28. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. If that verse isn't underlined or highlighted in your Bible and you you don't mind scribbling, um, then get that highlighted, get that underlined, so that when you're flicking through your Bible and you're looking for a verse that's just going to help and you're saying, Lord, just show me something. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask this morning that you would just open up our hearts and our minds, that we might just see something more this morning, Lord, of your wonder and your beauty. Lord, that we might learn, that we might grow, that, Father, you might just affect us in some way, that we would understand that we've met this morning in the presence of a living God. And that, Father, that you would change us into what you've called us to be. That we would live out our purpose for you, our God-given purpose. So, Lord, speak to us now, we pray, through your word, through me, Lord, that we might hear what you've got to say to us. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So these words of Jesus give us the only self-description found in the gospel account. Um, If you uh, think of a few verses that you'll know that are sort of very similar to this, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 8, Paul says this, of course, not in the gospels, but but Paul sort of reverts back to this and just, just gives us a glimpse so that we can just understand it perhaps a little bit better. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. He's talking to the church at Philippi, but just just saying to him, look, remember how Jesus lived. Remember what we've taught you to this point. Your attitude then should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God. And we've already heard Jesus saying he's humble and gentle. He didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. Now, it's interesting because um, as we understand that word, and I've mentioned the, the, the word servant before, and in the Greek there it is doulos, which means the lowest of low. There were servants to the servants, you know? They were the people that had to do, so you've got a, a lead servant, the one that says, that the master said, we've got to do this. You know the guy in the posh suit? You know the one, you've seen Downton Abbey. And then all the others have to do what he's called to do. Well, he's still a servant, but then the lowest of the low. Well, this is who Jesus says he came to be a servant. He came to serve, not to be served. And and Paul just gets us to think along that line. Remember this humble and gentle saviour that Jesus is saying in one of his only self-descriptions. Um, And and Paul just expounds on that. And verse 8, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Um, You know when something's bad, when it gets an even. You know, Jesus humbled himself unto death, even death on a cross. One of the cruelest um, things that men have done to each other. 
um, was crucifixion. Uh, it was horrendous. Um, it was in every way designed to feel the maximum amount of pain and the maximum amount of shame that could possibly be brought upon a human being. That was crucifixion. These were absolute supreme, um, um, I guess, execution experts. They, they knew how to push all the right buttons in order to cause the most anguish. And crucifixion was the one. And, and Paul says there, even death on a cross. And, and as he's expanded the truth of what Jesus is sharing, we can clearly see that we have on offer this morning a redeemer who we can fully rely on. We can fully rely on him to help us. We can fully rely on him to redeem us. We can fully rely on him to sustain us. If, church, if we take his yoke upon ourselves. Now, we've remembered what we've heard over the last month, and we're able to piece together a puzzle. Now, if you put this puzzle together, and, and uh, I do like a jigsaw. Anybody else like a jigsaw? Um, I don't mind a jigsaw. Is that, a, is that like a little admission? Do, no, okay. Well, I, I don't mind a jigsaw, as long as they're under like... 12 pieces, because anything more than that gets a little bit too much for me. Um, we once bought a thousand-piece jigsaw, my wife and I, and we're like, we'll do that together. Still in the box, still under the bed, still in the cellophane. Too many pieces. But uh, we like, well, I do like a puzzle. And, and, and what's happening here is we sort of piece the picture together. And, and you know, you remember the, the catchphrase? That was a good one, weren't it? You know where the squares disappeared until eventually you got this, this thing, and you go, oh, I know what it is. But that never happened for me, but for most people, they go, oh, I get it. Yeah, I was always like, no, I'm still at a loss, trying to, trying to think of a catchphrase. Anyway, but, uh, but as the puzzle sort of revealed for us, we get a completed picture. And, and the picture really, as we think about oh, what's new, um, it may hurt a little. We've all got baggage. Um, really, the answer to all of that is Jesus. But well, he's the only way. The answer is Jesus, he is the only way. And as the puzzle is now revealed to us, and we see what the Lord's been trying to say to us over the past few weeks, we, we all, um, I guess, in our day-to-day -day experience in our lives, difficulties and trials that come in. And, and there's only one who can truly help and sustain us. There's only one that can set us free from the bondage of slavery and from sin um, and being slaves to sin. There's only one that can, uh, can do what needs to be done. But we often, church, and, and I'm not saying you, but I'm saying we, we often get him confused with other things. For example, you know, all I really need is a little bit more money and I'll be fine. All I really need is just a, a you know, just a, a bigger house or a, a, just a nicer car. That's really all I need. In fact, all I need, to be fair, in this moment is just a quick cigarette. That'll make things better. All I really need is just a little tickle of something a little bit strong and that'll just get me... And, and we can so quickly confuse him with things. We can quickly confuse him with stuff. 
And remember, as we've pieced the puzzle together, it says Jesus is the only way. So I get that. I see it. But placing that into my day-to-day, well, that's quite difficult. Because if you're anything like me, attention span of a nap for one, and this does feel like an admission. And then secondly, I really quickly forget. For, For the memory of an elephant, as I like to tell my wife, I can so quickly forget when it comes to things of, of this and, and things. And, and I don't really think it's the case that I've forgot. It's that I've chosen to forget. Can, is anybody with me there? It's that I choose to forget. Oh, yeah, I know. Do you know? I know. But. <laughs> and if we're not careful, we seek out some other thing whether it be an adrenaline rush, whether it be loving all the wrong places, we seek it out because we think that might cure this thing that's just chewing away inside of us. And it's easy to get it confused. It's easy to forget the truth, especially when the world and when the enemy are assisting with our demise. We sometimes think, don't we, that well, the things that we see and the things that we hear, well, they've got to be right because everybody's doing them. But what's right is what the Word of God says. And as Jesus is really clear here, he says, take my yoke upon you, learn from me. It's difficult to learn from him when we're not following, isn't it? It's difficult to learn from him when we're not listening. It's difficult to learn from him when we're not watching. And as Jesus makes the offer in verse 20, uh, verse 28, he says, Come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Um, we all sort of fit into that bracket. I've, I've tried to wiggle my way out of that bracket. Because I think sometimes, you know, again, as a, as a, a, a male, I don't get tired. I'm, I'm quickly learning that that is nonsense. Um, I think that was my 30s that did that to me. Um, but, you know, invincible. I still think I can lift the object that's impossible to lift. You know, when you watch the world's strongest man and you see the Atlas stones, you're like, I could have them. And the truth is, you couldn't lift the uh, marble on the end, you know, and these, these boys have trained all their life for it. But you think, yeah, do you know, I reckon, I reckon, I reckon with the amount, right amount of spinach, I could, knock that, I could knock that Atlas stone out. And we think we're sort of uh, invincible. And, and what the Lord's saying to us here, he says, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. But you've got to put yourself in the bracket because are we weary and are we burdened? You see, what you can easily miss it. Are we weary and are we burdened? And, and I, would, I would challenge anybody and even the most carefree person on planet Earth, there is something that burdens you. There is something that just wears you out. Lol was fine until she met me. And now I wear her out daily. She's like... <laughs> Do you see the eye roll? Yeah. But there is something in all of our lives that just wears us out. And there is something in our lives that burdens us. And I guess the question is, when we realize it, what are we going to do with it? And so many people try their very best, as we've already said, to cover it with so many other things. So many people try their very best to 
bury it and pretend like it's not there. People try their very best to do a million different things. And we're challenged this morning. You see, if we find out that we're weary and burdened, and I would argue we all are, then where are we going to go? And Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened. And the promise is incredible. You know, often, again, with things in life, they're so short-term, so transient, aren't they? You know, if I it was to get a nicer car, the car would get old, and I would soon need a nicer car. It's transient. It, it, it doesn't last for long. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a, a, a nice new car. I'm, what I'm saying is, if we put our hope into that, and everything's in that, and then when it gets old or somebody runs into it, you're like, well, that didn't last long. And Jesus here is saying, he's saying, come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You see, if we come to him, knowing that that's the only place to go, it doesn't matter where else I go, and church, let's be honest, we've all tried all other places. We've all been to all the other places. Even when we're saved, we still go to the other places, and we think, well, that'll be all right. And he's saying, if you come to me, all who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. It's such a promise. It's a promise that we can cling to. And it's like, well, why would I fight that? Why would I fight it? And I guess also, if we, this morning, don't have a relationship with God, are we tired of running? Are we weary of our circle of pain, longing to break free from this thing that's got so hold of us? I'm desperate to be free from it, but I don't know what to do. Jesus says this morning, come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. If we have a relationship with God, but life isn't plain sailing, and we keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again, Jesus says to you this morning, says to me this morning, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So the answer to both sets of groups, both groups of people, is this, Jesus, well, he is the only way. He is the only way to escape the spiral and the pit. He's the only way to be free from sin and shame. He's the only way to step into our God-given purpose. We can only do it through Jesus. He is the answer. Listen, verse 29. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Listen to the promise. The very Son of God, God in flesh, when he makes a promise, it is impossible for God to break it. Did you know that? Absolutely, completely impossible for him to go against his word. So here he says, take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. So you will find rest. You will be able to stop running. You will be able to get away from that circle of pain that you'll find yourselves in. You will be able to break free from that addiction. You will be able to break free from the chains that have so bound you in your life. And you can find here this morning that you will find rest for your souls. It's a huge promise, isn't it? The question is, are we willing to step? In taking his yoke, we have to do something with all of our baggage. You remember last week's baggage? 
if we're going to take the yoke of the Lord Jesus Christ, which we'll find out how heavy it is in a minute, if we're going to take that upon us, what does that mean we've got to do? Well, you know, if I'm walking around with this burden, this huge bag of stuff, well, I've got to get rid of it, haven't I? I've got to place it at his feet, and I've got to take his yoke upon me. You'll remember the picture, the yoke is of the oxen, as the yoke was placed over the oxen. Therefore, then, they could be guided, they could pull the plough, but they could be steered by the one who was guiding them in order that they didn't what? Well, wander off a cliff, maybe, even, or, or, or step onto ground that they shouldn't be on. Or step into something that they shouldn't step into. But rather they're being guided by the one who knows the path. Who's already seen the path. Who knows where to go. And Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Well, my question was, well, how heavy is it? Because <laughs> my burden might be lighter. My burden might be lighter. I don't want to take that on. I mean, I think about who you are, Jesus, and that's a lot. <laughs> you know? And he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart and you'll find rest for your souls. Listen, verse 30. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's saying, take it on you because I'm going to show you how to live. I'm, I'm not going to say, well, there you go. That's not how it works. You see, because the Lord Jesus promised that there would be a helper and the Holy Spirit came in order that we could be guided in the right way to live, the right way to be, the right way to interact with each other, the right way to study the Word of God, the right way to pray. And we have a helper who is guiding us so that we can avoid the pitfalls, so that we can avoid the cliff edge, so that we can avoid the rivers, that we can stand firm and we can stay on the path. The only way that that happens, though, church, is that we're willing to lay the burden at his feet and leave it there. To lay the burden at his feet and leave it there. Take upon his yoke on your shoulders and know that he knows what's coming next, even when we don't. The oxen is led with its head down. It doesn't know what's coming. But the person behind is absolutely certain of the path. And as Jesus walks alongside us, he knows the pitfalls. And he's like, no, no, you don't need that. You don't need that because I am the only way. No, step away from that. That's not going to bring you any joy. It's not going to bring you any hope. You see, because Jesus is the only way. But church, if we don't hunker down into that, if we don't take that for all it's worth, we can soon drift off. You know, Paul again tells us in Philippians 4.13, and again, such a huge verse that we... You print it on T-shirts, it's on mugs, it's on pens, it's everywhere. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Take that to your heart. It's, it's bigger than a t-shirt. Not that there's anything wrong with those t-shirts. But it's so much bigger than a t-shirt. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or all things through Christ who gives me strength. It's all so clear. Yet church, I know, like you do, that it's not so easy to do. To hand it over and to allow yourself to breathe. Well, that's tough. Because to worry anybody else I like control as well that's a big admission isn't it you've noticed 
and, I, and I think, well, if I just, I'm going to, just for a little bit, you, you can't have that just yet. And we hold on to the things, and we hold on to the burdens, and we let it fester, and, and it becomes something that it was never meant to be. And then it starts causing us pain and anguish. And then we suddenly remember, oh, I remember now. I, I remember Matthew 11 and verse 28. And I've turned to it in my Bible and I've gone, Lord, I understand. If I come to you, then all of this can be dealt with. But if I don't bring it, then how can you deal with it? Because you're waiting for me to be obedient to your word. Let's not let it fester. Let's bring it. But when we do, we have to be willing to learn and to follow so we can push through and not keep reverting back to our old self that says the only way to deal with this is whatever your brackets are. And church, this morning, if you remember nothing else from this sermon, remember this. The only place where we will draw our strength and the right sustenance that we need and the comfort unlike any other, the only way is Jesus. Let's pray and then we'll worship. Lord, this morning we just want to thank you for your word and I just pray, Lord God, that it might just settle on all of our hearts. Lord, as Aubrey said this morning, that if a preacher gets up and he's not challenged by what he's studied, if he's not challenged by what he's learned, then Lord, he shouldn't be in that place. And Lord, this morning we are all challenged by what you've got to say to us through your word. And I just pray, Lord God, that we might just be able to break free from the cycle of pain and the cycle of suffering that we find ourselves in on our day-to-day. -day. Father, those things that are deep down buried that nobody yet knows about. Father, we, we think that we're hiding them from you. May we just be obedient, Lord. May we just trust you enough to bring them to you so that you can deal with them, Lord. We can leave the burden at your feet. We can take upon that yoke that's easy and light, and we can find rest with our Savior. So, Father, bless us now as we close and worship together, and as we share together, we pray that you'll just give us a rich time of blessing. We ask these prayers in Jesus' name. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.